I was still thinking about the cabin when Pop spoke again. I'm going to kill every single one of you motherfuckers. It was a general statement, but he'd been looking at me. Twenty-nine. Currently, Marcel wasn't a happy camper. I hadn't released either him or the other two murderers from their traveling chains in order to eat. Marcel had already killed two Winnemucca, Nevada City policemen and a South Dakota highway patrolman in an attempt to escape a year back. That and his limited vocabulary had endeared him to the entire Absaroka County staff. We would be just as happy to be rid of him when we met up with the Bighorn and Washakie County's Sheriff's Departments, the FBI, and the Ameritrans van near Meadowlark Lodge in less than an hour. Ameritrans was a private firm that contracted with law enforcement to transport prisoners. But they had no contract with us. I didn't like the fact that they had a record high percentage of SKPs and wouldn't allow them in my jurisdiction, so we'd made a little jaunt into the mountains this afternoon with the prisoners. I'd asked the FBI agent in charge over the phone what all this was about, but had been told that the details would be made clear when we delivered the convicts to the multi-agency task force that awaited us a little farther up the road. I didn't like his answer, but for now, that was my problem. I glanced at Renault's shade the prisoner who worried me most, the one who continued to look at his plate as he chewed. I didn't know why the crow-adopted Canadian Indian was being transported, but would be just as glad when it was no longer my responsibility. He hardly ever spoke, but in my estimation it was the quiet ones you really had to worry about. I'd been distracted by my thoughts for only a second, but when I paid attention again, his pale eyes were studying me from under the dark hair. He had this unnerving ability that whenever you refocused your eyes on him, he was there with you, like a cat in a cage. I'm going to kill you, you little Basque prick. I'm going to kill you, big bossy. I'm going to fucking kill all of you. I picked up the rest of the burger and pushed another third into Marcel's mouth. Sancho stuffed the paperback under his arm, looked at the stack of books at his elbow, and smiled a wayward electric smile that made the women in the county give him that second look, or even a third. That was a triple, almost an in-the-park home run. I frowned at him. That was one for you, one for me, and a general score we can share. Come on! I tallied it up. Thirty to nineteen. He sighed and resumed reading Dante's Inferno, as I reached over and slid Les Miserables off the top of the pile to reveal Les Trois Mousquetaires, both in the original French. The Basco, regretting a stint in higher education, devoted almost exclusively to criminal justice, was attempting to fill in some of the literary gaps. We had all made lists for him, including Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee from Henry, and, of all things, Concrete Charlie, the story of Philadelphia football legend Chuck Bednarik from Vic. But my dispatcher Ruby's list, which included Crime and Punishment and the Pilgrim's Progress, as well as the Inferno, had been the most daunting. So the Basco had started with it. I, taking pity on the poor kid, had included To Kill a Mockingbird, The Grapes of Wrath, and the aforesaid Musketeers. How's it going, troop? He peeled a thumb against the sides of the prodigious paperbacks, especially Inferno, Slow. Hey, I am goddamn starving here. Pop was a monster, just a kind of obstacle you didn't want to meet in a dark or otherwise illuminated alley. Roughly my size, 
He was already in shape when he'd gone into the South Dakota Maximum Security Facility in Sioux Falls, and four hours of weightlifting a day over the last year hadn't allowed him to exactly winnow away. And fucking dying of thirst, you assholes! Or improved his vocabulary. Hector Otero, the third of our terrible trio, smiled at the latest of Pop's outbursts, and I wondered what wrong turns had resulted in the scam artist killing two people on Houston's south side. The ever-smiling Latino had been shocked when Santiago had spoken to him in fluent Spanish. I'd only understood a percentage of the conversation, but the Basco had rolled his eyes afterward, putting the street hood's intelligence in question. Who wrote that, anyway? Sancho regarded the Latino with one eye. What? The gangbanger seemed actually interested, his eyes like drips of crude oil flicking between Sancho and me. That book, that Dante's Inferno, who wrote that?